Welcome to Starting It Up. I'm Emma Bargetto, and today we're here with Laura Mattis, who has been working with Grove Collaborative for about six months, which is a consumer packaging goods company that helps people switch to natural and organic products. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Emma? I'm good. Thank you for being here. Um, So let's just jump right into it. You're working at a tech company. You're in the Silicon Valley. How did it all start? Boy, Uh, so so my journey was kind of a wandering journey. Um, So I actually grew up on the East Coast in the D.C. area, um, and I actually studied graphic design and English writing when I was in uh, undergrad. Okay. Uh, and so I grew up thinking, I'm going to be a graphic designer and I'm going to make beautiful things and it's going to be amazing. Uh, and I spent several years in the D.C. area actually working at different companies, not within tech. Okay. So I was in financial. I worked in the nonprofit space. Uh, and I found that I like loved making things, but I was always at the end of this like decision making. Uh, so I decided I should go to grad school. Um, And so I ended up in Chicago, uh, where I went to a graduate school called the uh, Institute of Design, where I studied this thing called design strategy and service design. Uh, So what that does is it kind of looks at, all right, so there's this idea of like what we want to make, but is that actually the right idea? Are we really understanding what people need uh, and what would actually improve their lives? And so that was my first foray into tech because tech creates all these amazing opportunities when you look at what data can do. Um, And when you start thinking about the fact we all have smartphones in our pockets Mm -hmm. uh, and we can leverage that really for a global audience. Uh, And so that was kind of my first entry And so when I came out of grad school, it's like, well, where do I go? What's next? So I actually ended up here in San Francisco. Uh, And so here in San Francisco, I actually did consulting for a couple of years uh, where I worked in a design firm and consulted with different tech companies. Okay. So it was the chance to like work with the Googles of the world and the tiny one person startups of the world and really kind of touch a bunch of different industries, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think was really a great opportunity to just like see all of what tech is in the Bay Area. Uh, Even driving down, you know, to San Jose and Silicon Valley, hanging out with VCs and in uh, these big kind of offices. And so while that was like super awesome to have that variety, uh, I really wanted to go deep and like be a part of a company and like that was in this growing phase and be able to really kind of like help them go to the next level. So that's how I ended up at Grove. So it sounds like personally you went through a very big transition of being a young artist and then being a business person. Kind of, yeah. But I I don't think they're necessarily fighting against each other. Um, I think, you know, an artist, it's all about, I make this for myself. Mm -hmm. And while that could be satisfying personally, I think it's even more satisfying to think about making impact in someone else's life. Yeah. Making it easier for them to get to work. Making making it easier for them, like what we do at Grove, is like actually build a home that they're like proud of and they feel like is safe for their kids and for their pets and themselves. And being able to help facilitate that to me is just like, yeah, like this is so what I want to do with my life is like find ways to contribute to other people doing awesome stuff. Well, and that's awesome because it's still so creative. I mean, it's not graphic design by any means, but you're still creating. And that's what tech is about, I think, is we're all just making new things constantly, especially in this new 
era of it all. Yeah. And so as a product designer, like my job is really to kind of straddle both. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm still, you know, interviewing customers to understand like where they're coming from and what their needs are. And then I kind of pair that with like, yeah, but how do I, what do I make that look like? <laughs> yeah. How do I actually make it something that when someone looks at it, they go, yeah, I mm -hmm. get it. Like I know what button to push. I know what's going to happen when I push that button. Uh, so I actually still use a lot of my graphic design skills uh, in terms of hierarchy and color balance uh, to really make something that people understand. Mm -hmm. But you still write like it's almost the why yeah. and how to then the what. Yeah. Instead of just creating something, it's why am I creating this thing? Yep. Which is so exciting. So you mentioned briefly that you're a product designer. Mm -hmm. What does a day of that look like? I mean, what are you doing on a daily basis? Um, so in my current role, I'm a product design manager. So okay. I get to do all that fun manager stuff, like sitting in meetings uh, and having a lot of one-on-ones with other departments. Uh, as a product designer, you know, if we combine that with the managing, uh, I spend a lot of my day really talking to people. So talking to colleagues I work with. So let's say other teams like our merchandising team or our growth team to really understand what they're trying to do as a business and how can we kind of collaborate with them to get them to the outcomes they need. And then I might on another day like be spending a couple hours with customers, just mm -hmm. hanging out and talking. Um, now, it's not quite the same as what we're doing yeah. here. Uh, it tends to be a bit more structured. There, there's definitely a whole set of skills there around not leading and like getting the truth, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of this like communication. There's definitely times when I'm sitting in sketch, moving around boxes and making wireframes chatting with engineers about something I just delivered uh, to make sure that that thing I designed is actually buildable and yeah. we can execute it and it works in mobile and web and Android and iOS and like what if their browser is slow? So there's a lot of problem solving there and like working with engineers to kind of hash out, all right, how do we actually do this thing? Um, so my day is like tons of variety, <laughs> yeah, it sounds tons like you have of all over jobs. the place. <laughs> but I, I kind of love it because it means like I get to kind of tackle problems from every side of it, mm -hmm. from why are we doing this to what do customers want to what does it look like to how do we make it. Um, and I, I kind of thrive off collaboration, like yeah. being able to riff with someone else in the room and just go from their perspective. I learn a ton from that. Mm -hmm. Every meeting I come out and go, wow, I really, I had no idea, but now yeah. I know. You come out learning something. Exactly. So you mentioned a lot about using your graphic design skills for like hierarchy and color theory and all that, but how, other than just basic design skills, are you figuring out what people are gonna latch onto and what they're gonna like? Are you talking to customers about what they like or how does that process start? So there's a, a few different ways that we tend to go at it as product designers. Uh, so one is, you know, looking at the industry, mm. right? Uh, one place you don't want to suddenly innovate and change things is like how you add something to your cart. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to surprise people <laughs> in that circumstance. You want it to feel like it's pretty easy like and frictionless. Exactly. And you're like, yep, I know exactly what's happening. Um, and so there are some cases where we're just looking at kind of what the industry is doing or what, you know, folks who spend way more time studying these things have learned. 
by kind of surveying the industry. Um, so there's kind of that side of things. And then there's also the side of when you talk to customers uh, and even yourself kind of embodying kind of a, I hate to put it this way, but it's true, the dumb user. You kind of, what happens is sometimes when you work on a product on a, lo a long time, you kind of like know its ins and outs and you forget what it's like to be a novice. You forget that it's new to people. Exactly. Yeah. Or you you kind of like, you assume everyone knows what you do. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of go back to this beginner mindset uh, and look at something and say, well, if I did not work here and I did not look at this site 15 times a day, mm -hmm. am I actually going to understand what's happening? So yeah. this ability to kind of take a and bird's eye view and say, does that even make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, can I logically, if I saw this on another site I was shopping at, would I understand this? Would it make sense to me? Um, we do do also a series of what would be called usability testing. Uh, so it's this idea where let's say I've come up with the design. So I'm kind of in the middle of that process of figuring out what's gonna work. And I'm just not sure. So we'll actually put that in front of customers okay. and give them a task and say, okay, based on this screen, like try to do this thing. And we kind of observe and ask questions to understand where things start to break down. So it's kind of a way we can, we can test early before putting it in front of you know thousands of users. Mm -hmm. uh, we can kind of use then that information to make changes. So those are probably the three main ways is sort of the industry stuff my own kind of personal sense of what's weird and what's not. Uh, and then also kind of chatting with customers. A lot of problem solving. Pretty much all the time, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like your job is just problem solving. It is, it is. Which is and good, and I feel like that must spark so much creativity as well. It's just figuring ways out to do things better. It definitely makes things like riding the bus or using certain apps pretty painful because yeah. you end up kind of always being in this mindset of like, geez, why did they do that? <laughs> like, oh. And you know you could make it better. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how many of us have ridden the bus and go, why do they do it that way? Mm -hmm. Or ridden BART and go like, geez, people, ticket counters, hello. Yeah. <laughs> why is the cart this way? Why do I have to reload things mm -hmm. this way? Uh, so it can sometimes make life a little frustrating. But it's also about like seeing the opportunity, right? Yeah. Like there is a way we can make this better. Um, and I think that's that's ultimately what like gets me excited to go to work, even though my calendar is stacked, I've got deadlines and I'm like, ah, how am I gonna get it done? Yeah. It kind of boils down to that, at least for me. Well, and I'm sure seeing those problems in the outside world, it's like, okay, I'm not gonna let my stuff do this. Like I see it, but I can't have that happen here. Yeah, we. D I definitely try my best. You know, it's, we can't always fix everything, and I think that's what's you know challenging working in tech is not every product is like brand new, fresh off the presses, right? Yeah. And I think at least my company and every company I've ever worked with, even consulting, we all know like we've done some weird things. Yeah. And we got to like work it back and fix it. And we're learning as we go. Um, but it's also about like growing smart, right? Like, should we fix it now? Or should we maybe validate it, see if it even holds up? And then let's really give it kind of a good look and a good examination to like get it to a better, you know, version two. Exactly. How much tech are you using on the day to day? I mean, does that register with you? Like I'm at a tech company or is that even a part of your job? What do you mean by use tech? 
are you constantly looking at app interfaces and looking at code and looking at computers all day or is your job more talking to people and interacting and looking at actual product rather than what's on the internet and online and on so my background kind of being in service design mm -hmm. what i mentioned will kind of add a bit of color in case your audience isn't familiar um service design kind of looks at the system view of what's going on so if you think of something like lyft or uber there is this app you interact with, but it coordinates with a lot of other pieces of the system. So the driver has an app. There is a whole backend system that's actually managing traffic mm -hmm. and looking at where things are located. There is the legislation and regulation aspect, which we know these companies sometimes ignore. <laughs> um, but all of those pieces kind of work together to create the service of Lyft and the service of Uber. Uh, and one reason I was really drawn to Grove is I, it's not just about we are a tech company, um, we leverage you know this website to really meet customers, but it's this much bigger solution. We develop our own products, um, you know, creating a a new kind of hand soap that has less nasty stuff in it uh, requires a whole bunch of expertise that I definitely don't have. Um, but the company is kind of designed in a way where they look at that full service um, from the products that are in the box to the box itself, to how that box shows up, to what customer support is. Um, and so to say, oh, is it a tech company? Well, it leverages tech, but it's a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, day to day, I am not, I personally sometimes, it's like, am I really a tech person? I'm not sure. Um, I don't use my phone a ton. I definitely use my calendar constantly. Um, but I'm happy to, you know, put my phone down and get away from it. Uh, my computer is a tool. A lot of the things I use are tools. Um, and so I'm, I like to go, you know, get a, read a magazine. I have a pile of magazines at home that I'm still like fighting to work through. So whenever I get a vacation, it's like, yay, I get to read on paper. <laughs> um, and so I think for me, it's a way to make sure I don't become so sucked into everything happens in social media. The only interactions are online because um, it's just to me, that's not fundamentally true. Um, this conversation right now <laughs> to me is a good representation of that. Yeah. Um, what drew you to Grove Collaborative? I mean, are you a fan of startup culture? Was it the idea of working with something that's better for you? What drew you to the company? So at first I was like, am I ready to go in a startup? Um, because it is a, a tumultuous environment. You've got, you know, multiple people starting every week. Uh, the teams grow very quickly. A lot um, of change. A lot of change. And I'm someone who, like, eats the same breakfast every morning <laughs> for, like, months at a time. Um, you would think those wouldn't really mesh together. Yeah. Uh, but what really kind of drew me to Grove is knowing that the, the effort every day was really going to contribute something that has a bigger impact even beyond, you know, our individual customers. Like we are literally trying to like help the planet, right? And it's like, man, this is so awesome that like this company is kind of leveraging what technology is doing and leveraging, you know, 
sentiment towards like actually looking at the things we buy every day, um, reusable containers and like thinking about the ingredients in things. And um, I was really struck right away by just this. Um, I like to tell p- people that all of my coworkers and the colleagues, and even when I was interviewing, there was this kindness that really kind of exuded from everyone that wasn't just, yeah, we're in like a hot growing startup. Yeah. It's like we're in this for more than that. And it's really important to us to to work together to get there. Yeah. Um, and there really stood out for me this collaboration that while the teams are growing quickly and, you know, we're in this phase where we're learning from being scrappy to having resources, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely a transition, everyone is really trying to work together to like do the best we can for that um and just being open to like hey we had we had this one process it's time to like look at that again and like improve it and that kind of growth mindset perpetuates through everything we do Mm -hmm. um and if you kind of like go existential it even like represents you know what we put out into the universe the idea that we can push industry further by like releasing products and like highlighting brands that people have never heard of necessarily um little tiny companies doing this really neat stuff and being able to elevate that is like yeah like i like spending my day that way and your company's growing but so are those other companies exactly bringing out the good things in other companies that are good for people and the planet and that's really incredible. Yeah, it's it's the most I could hope for, honestly. <laughs> uh, having my first job out of school was actually at a nonprofit because okay. I was like, I want to make sure that all of my work energy is going towards um, something that I feel like is helping a group outside of myself. So it's actually a, a group called the Forum for Youth Investment focused in like child and youth policy, right? So like, let's make sure kids and young people are getting the resources they need. And so to me, this almost felt like a kind of coming home to that idea of like, let's make sure like families and regular people on the street have access to stuff that like they feel safe using and they feel like they're kind of contributing to like, you know, the world being better. And eventually, I mean, climate change is its own beast, but whatever. Um, But tackling it in what forms you can. Exactly. It's a start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So... Do you think you've noticed the culture of Grove being sustainable and kind and all those other great things? Do you think you've noticed that transfer into your own life since working there more though, more so than it did before or a consciousness for the earth or I mean, anything that it's given you? Yeah. When I first started, like, I did not necessarily use Miss Meyer's hand soap or I had, like, one jar or bottle of Method hand soap, and that was because my husband really liked it. Um, And I was like, oh, this must be good for us. Like, this must be better than Dawn. Um, And so I actually had very little knowledge about the space. Um, And being surrounded by these products, you can't help but just, like, Ooh, I should try that. (laughs) And so I've actually tried a lot of these like products and I noticed just little behaviors at home, avoiding things like plastic wrap or sandwich bags. It's like such a small thing, but um, I feel like it has called out choices that I make 
that I was just on autopilot before. Yeah. It's like, well, this is what I always did. This is, I just do what my mom does. It's unconscious. Um, exactly. And it, it's just like, I don't know, this is just what I do. And I think it's kind of shaken for me this like, but is that what you should do? Uh, and for me, it's like, yeah, let's try it, right? Let's see if this feels better. And I have found that I just like, I'm using my actual plastic containers that I already had in the cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like noticing more of packaging is reusable or trying to find a way to reuse it. Um, so that has been, I think, a nice little bonus. And it's also rubbing off on my husband where he's like, oh, does your company carry this type of thing? It's like, I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> right. So I feel like we're both on our own kind of discovery um, that doesn't exactly match some of our customers, but I feel like it's my way to kind of tap into like what our own customers experience and what we're trying to help them with. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of like them, but right. You are not your user exactly. ever, ever, ever. <laughs> um, so I always try to keep that in mind anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura. It's so interesting to just hear about other companies and especially what startups are doing that are our neighbors. I mean, they're down the street. Um, so it was great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, this was Starting It Up, and we will be back next week with another episode. Thank you. Thank you.